You are now tuning into The Soul Session. Hey guys, welcome back to The Soul Session. We are here with one of my great friends. He is the head engineer at Studio 18 in Orlando, Florida. We have Caleb Nathan. Yeah, what's up guys? Caleb. And also we have Nathan here as well. Nate Sanway. Yeah, pleasure to have Rebecca and Nate Sanway here. Um, Yeah, I'm the mastering engineer for Studio 18. I do production, recording, mixing, mastering. Uh, Today we had a session with Nate and it went pretty freaking good. I really had a good time. Good, me too. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, what's the name of your project? Al Dente? Al Dente. Yeah. How long have you been working on it? You said. <laughs> I've been making music since 2019, so I guess since then. I never had a vision, but a lot of songs are from about that time till now. Cool. Like Susie. Susie, yeah. Yeah, I like that one. The beat. Yeah. One so of my favorites. I That was my first time hearing any of your work, I think. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, and you show me like 13 songs, 14 maybe with that one song. Yeah, that, 14. Yeah, yeah. Which should be part of that project. We're going to make it work. It's gonna, yeah, yeah. It's, we're going to have a little quick substitution. Heck yeah. So first time in like a recording studio or, or do you always go like to like homie's house to record and stuff? Or what do you? No, I've been to a couple different places um, to be recorded professionally, but… Uh, like I was saying, every all of my friends or anybody who like I have a good working relationship with, they always move. So it's always like that. Or it's a falling out, or you know how people are, bro. People are yeah. unreliable. And then yeah. the thing is, is like if I went to somebody's house in like 2021 or like their studio, and then I try to go back in like 2023 now, totally different vibe. I've changed. They've changed. Yeah, it is growing pains. Yeah, that's that's how it works. But you wow. got a new place to go to now. Boom! Now I got a little boy Caleb. little plug. Hell yeah! Um, Caleb sees the vision. I yes, do. sir. I do. I love it. I think it's it, the the album cover art matches the sound of the whole project. Um, you're the first person to ever say that, and I, that's what I've been thinking the whole time. Rebecca, said that's that a whole too. lie. I was about to yeah, say. Rebecca I said that. It sounded like a collage. Yeah, sounded like a collage, and there's a lot of different. Um, Every song felt like it was just pulling from different different places and then tastefully blending them together. I, f- I would like to think of it as like a color palette. Yeah. Like there's it a is. lot of purples in it. Some songs and then some songs are very blue. And then some mm. songs are very green. You know? Very true. Amarillo, I like how you said it's Yazuli. like… Yeah, like the album is like a collage. It really is. I never thought of it that way. But that's remember that, remember so that painting is the collage. Yes. Um, but… Let's enough also talk about you guys. Yeah, enough about me. I'm, I'm, I'm not the. I'm no, not we the we'll talk about both of you guys. I wanted to know more about how you got into music and your journey yeah. into music and Studio 18. Yeah. So okay, how I started music super interesting. Well, I guess not really. I started playing the saxophone in fifth grade. Played all the way till senior year of high school. Lost my my uh, saxophone, and then I haven't played since. So that damn. Was, I graduated in 2016, and. 10th grade is when I picked up production on this website called audiotool.com. Audiotool is like a free website. You just like make an account and there's like two parts. Like there's the DAW, the, the, the workstation that you produce and like assemble loops and click in MIDI and tune synthesizers, put certain effects and all that. That's like the app side. And then the website, it was more like social media side. Um, you could see what other people were making like as far as beats go. And you can like open their projects and see how they tune certain things. Um, and I learned a lot from my favorite artists that were making music on that site. What's the name of it again? Audiotool.com. It's like… I've never it's, heard of that. Yeah, it's it amazing so for for um, for like people who are just starting and people who aren't like… I would say I would say amateurs and not professional. Because it the one downside is that like you have to log into the cloud. And if the website ever goes down, like you can't… You can't like… Get code. in there. So it's like code. a Google. It's like Google. Google yeah, it's a Chrome. And... It's it works with Chrome. Like if you if you go on that website, it works really well with uh, Google, the company, I guess. But it's it was such a great way to start producing. I then moved into Ableton Live, and then You're now than I, I work. I work mostly in, uh, in Ableton. Ableton. I like Ableton oh. just because it's. I'm very like technical and. Ableton, you can get really technical. Logic's good because it's got great libraries and it's easy on the eyes, so it can kind of like feel like safe to be in there. Ableton like is kind of messy to look at sometimes. 
Is that what you mainly work with though? Uh, No, Pro Tools. I mainly work with Pro Tools now. That's the one. That's why I record. I mix and master in Pro Tools. Um, The only time I'm not using Pro Tools is when I'm producing. That's in Ableton Live still. That's easier to produce though. Yeah. 100%. So you mentioned, um, what's that website called again? Audiotool.com. Audiotool.com. So anyone who, who just wants to start producing can just make an account and just like log in and it's amazing time. Like it's super fun. And if you get like stuck or confused, there's like videos you can look on YouTube and stuff. But you can also like follow your favorite artists or or what's going on in the charts on the on the social media side of the website. And you can jump into their projects if they allow you to remix it. You click the remix button, it opens the project. You see everything they did. What? And you're like, oh, that's how they made that sound. Like, oh, that's that effect. It was a phaser or a flanger or chorus or whatever the heck. You know, you yeah. just start to learn all the small things and then you interpolate them in your own and kind of like make something make something That's work. That's badass. I never heard of that. That's it's super cool. It's almost cool. like a souped up social media SoundCloud with a built-in DAW. Yeah. Definitely That's was. fucking badass. Definitely was. It was cool because it was like… My little cuss. Are we alive? We, we'll I, I, we've just been doing it. Okay. Uh, but a recent thing came out like that… Like darn it. <laughs> you're like dang flavit. <laughs> It'll be we've, well, we've talked about psychedelics on here already, Got so you. it's like fuck it. I mean, mushroom companies, and, you know, but oh, okay. Really? Cool. Uh, it was actually with Trayvon. Uh, yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, but anyways, you did mention in AudioTools.com that uh, you could open the projects and remix songs of yeah. people that inspired yeah. you. So when you first started doing that, who were those people's songs that? were inspiring you at the time that you started remixing? So the two biggest guys, this dude name was uh, Xavier. I think at the time his name was like this XAV Rock Beats. And then he changed it to Zavi, which is just like, I guess the first two syllables of Xavier. Uh, he still makes music to this day. Dope. There was another dude named Luxior. It was L-U-X-I-O-R. And I don't think he makes music anymore. There was a lot of people who were just like, doing it as a hobby who and I guess in general like even bigger than just that um the website but a lot of people make music and it just never really sees the light of day or they like give up they throw in the towel and it's just like damn like I that that person or that one song meant so much to me so it was more like users on the app it wasn't like a like a top chart like song that was random There, there. there were charts on the app for different genres and um you can see, you can just like find new songs, new artists, things that came up that week and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I ended up getting like for the website at the time, I think the most followed user had like 5,000 followers. I had about like 645 or something like that. 600. Damn. So I was like, dang, that's pretty good. But uh, I stopped using it. I kind of started like sending the beats I was making there onto SoundCloud. And then I, Posted maybe like one or two beats on SoundCloud that didn't come from Audio Two, like came from Ableton. But when I started Ableton, is around the time I started uh, working here at the studio. My cousin, uh, shout out my cousin Vic, he was managing an artist named Cognac and Roses. He was doing an album release party, and he invited me here. And I came up here in the A, and they were listening to the album. It was my first time here in any studio, actually. So, um. I got to show them some of the stuff I did on Audio Tool. Uh, Connor heard it. Some engineers heard it at the time. That, um, which, by the way, no one on that team works like works here in this building anymore. So, uh, all those guys kind of, you know, went on and did their own things. But, um, yeah. So let me let me let me backtrack real quick. You came here. I sh- at yeah, the I end. showed them. I showed them the what I was making on Audio Tool. And they're like, oh, cool. Did you you mix this? And was that all you? And I was like, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, I made it. I didn't give it to anyone else. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, so you mix this and you're really good and you're an intern now. So come back next week on Wednesday. I was like, all right, cool. And then I started coming on Wednesdays. And then one thing led for me being an intern to a tracking engineer to mixing and tracking. And now I do mixing, tracking, mastering. And then I produce with… Um, a handful of people usually I got like a very specific sound so I'm not not the best with working with like a lot of artists but there are certain artists that I'll be like yeah I I see your vision I agree with what you're doing I think I can like compliment your style and then I'll work with them so how would you describe your style as a as a producer yeah 
Uh, I would say I do a lot of like sound effects and like ambient sounds, like textures. Lo-fi? In a way, lo-fi. Um, I feel like you can… I try to put like that… Uh, some of those sounds of lo-fi into more high fidelity music. Just to have like different moments of textures. Lo-fi is like… If the whole the whole thing had like Chill. a little bit of… Chi- like yeah, you know, like it's on… It's like when you put a… Like in… What's the visual equivalent? When you put a like a, a lens over like a photo or something. And then it colors everything, everything. But sometimes you just want to like put certain colors in certain pockets. So like I'll use lo-fi as like a place to put in certain parts of the song. Uh, whether it's like an arrangement. Like it comes in during the bridge. Or like it's only during like a certain like frequency. So it's not like messing around with too many other like things in the mix. So like, just like, like you said, textures is the best way. Yeah, just try mm-hmm. to so put them in pockets. Put it. Because the thing is, is like you might not necessarily need to go in and not necessarily screw around, but go ahead and try to like nitpick the whole project. But yeah. like, ooh, I see that. Ooh, I see that. Yeah. I can nitpick on certain ideas yeah. and yeah, then just enhance it. For moments. I like to make uh. special moments. Sometimes like, like when I'm recording as an engineer, I'll, I'll, I'll hear like… I hit record before an artist gets in the room. They get in the room, they close the door, they grab their headphones, they put it on, take a deep breath in. And all of that, like the door, the headphones, that's… This sound like it, it goes into this… Like the song… I'll leave it in the song because… You know, certain songs don't need that to get cut. Like it's part of that. Yeah. It's capturing a moment. And that was part of that moment. So I'll let it be in there and it kind of tells the story. And I'll even like go as far as to like turn those moments up. Just to hear like more of like the room tone and just like the footsteps and all that, and have a little bit of hispy in the background, and not try to like get get rid of that. Because we have plugins to like polish that out and like make it seem perfect, but like sometimes those imperfections are what like make the art. Because I feel like a lot of people don't think of this. A lot of people think of music as a song. I feel like songs and records and music in general is just a piece of history in a time. Yeah. Like yeah. so when you record all the backing things like the picking of the headphones, the shutting of the door, the feet, the footsteps when you yeah. it's literally like I was there. That was that moment. It was like an down. experience yeah. or like yeah. a you caught it in on it's time. Like a different meal each song is like cuz you you're in the mood for certain things, right? Just like oh, I'm in the mood for pizza. Oh, I'm in the mood for like pop or hip hop or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. And with them come different like techniques and stuff that, you know, certain genres will have that, that that'll like kind of you'll there'll be like common uh I guess like what's the word? Like focal points that they'll have, like certain similarities from mix to mix. There'll be like commonalities that you'll find. It'll be like, oh that's like a, that's a rap thing to do is <laughs> bless, bless you. you. It's, you. Good. <laughs> it's like oh like the bass feels good, it's strong. Hip hop, you know, good. Or oh, the guitars are loud as heck, and I can he- barely hear the vocals. Rock and roll, cool, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. And pop, pop music, vocals super loud. So, um, yeah. sorry, I have another question. What were you gonna say? <laughs> you know, I'm gonna forget it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so you came from learning the saxophone to AudioTools.com, yeah. and then you got an inter- internship here. Mm-hmm. How was it going from like using a simple software? Like me, it could be like iMovie. Mm-hmm. And then going into a studio that has all this equipment and all these plugins and everything you need. Yeah, it was a it was a bit of a jump. I will say AutoTool, although it is a free website, it is actually phenomenal. And uh, all of the knowledge I learned there was transferable. Uh, when I started working with like fancy microphones, fancy analog gear for like vocals and Stuff over here on this on this rack. Um, Big sexy over here. Yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, working with that, and then like the fancy plugins and stuff that the software to go with the hardware. Um, you st- you just start to learn it. it it's 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 kind of like um, kind of like trial by fire. Yeah, like getting like, in there and fucking shit up and then fixing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And then you get to learn like what exactly each little knob does and it's easier to do i will say it's easier to learn all these things when you have a good playback system to hear every little detail because for the longest time i did not understand compression yeah compression was the last thing i i learned because as a producer working in an audio tool like i had comp- like compressors and i saw like ratio attack time uh release 
threshold, all that. And I was like, okay, cool. And I would like mess with them, but I couldn't hear what was going on because my speakers were like good trash. Yeah. They were trash. Very good point. And I was like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but now, now that I've, you know, either working here in Studio A or in V, either the Genelex or the PMCs, it's it's obvious. But it wasn't obvious at first. It actually took time. Um, I know what you mean. Because, uh, like, I don't have any sort of set of actual legitimate speakers because I live in an apartment and I have people who live underneath me. And yeah, I'm a dick if I play music at 2 a.m. like how I do loud as hell. Uh, so I know exactly what you mean because there's so many. Like I was telling you about the he who shall not be named plugin. <laughs> don't 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 say it. You remember who Nectar? Oh, <laughs> Nectar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you that, can talk Nectar. Yeah, that's yeah fine. that plugin um, does it all for me. So I don't know half the shit. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously, there's simple yeah. stuff like a DSer. Yeah, it's just as it says. But you know, like. It, in that situation, it's probably best to do that. Because if you don't have like… If you can't really hear what you're doing… Especially… It comes down to a few things. Like the playback system, the interface that you use, and the room that you're in. Mm. The shape of the room affects what you hear. Like the perception of the song. Um, you know, square rooms aren't too good. If you got parallel walls, you get reflections that'll kind of like mess with the tone. So when you hear it back, you're not really hearing truly as it was. So that can kind of like obscure what's actually going on in your mix. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, even if you were to like jump into a great room with great speakers, uh, sound treated with, you know, absorption and reflection and diffusers and all that, it, it takes a while to like pinpoint exactly every little minute detail that you need to to be competitive. Because pop music is super competitive. If if anything's a little bit off time or something's like a little bit flat or sharp, people hear it and they'll think less of the of the song. We kind of have like these like unrealistic expectations of artists to yeah. just sound perfect, impenetrable. Yeah, uh, pop music. Pop that- music. It's hard. It's hard. Pop music is is it's just so demanding. Like everything's got to be super perfect. Competitions. It's crazy because uh, like 60,000 60, songs, I think. Oh, is it? A, no. Let me look this up. What are you talking about? It was Spotify, a crazy, I was about Spotify to hit you. Stat? I was about to hit you with a crazy stuff. I think it's 60,000 a day. A day? Is a it day. A, day? a day? For pop music? Not an hour. Is that what you're going to say? I was going to say a year, but then I'm like, no, that's not right. It's got to no be way. a day. It's a day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I always knew that fact, but just saying it out loud again is like crazy. Sixty thousand songs get up. Just think about how many day. minutes of shit is saved on servers yeah. in different fucking rooms. That's like think about it. Three that's, times sixty thousand. That's just that's just uploads too. I can't even tell you how many artists I work with who don't even release anything. Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, let me segue into this. So you yeah. said that you sur- you first started playing the saxophone Sex. in yeah. fifth grade, but what got you into music? You didn't just you didn't just pick um, up a saxophone and you were like, let me fuck around with. This. I guess like if you really want to go all the way back, Michael Jackson. I was mm-hmm. like maybe like one and a half, two years old, just Isn't dancing, that just like just, <laughs> just dancing, like yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, yeah. Did you eat, uh, meet my friend Angel when you were at Kim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. The biggest Michael the Jackson. Biggest Michael Jackson. Yeah. That's Shout crazy. out Jay Angel. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out Michael fucking that. Jackson too. For real. R.I.P. R.I.P. He was goat. Um, Michael Jackson got me into just like I guess like dancing really. Uh, and when I started producing, I was mostly in like the electronic vein. Um, I would say Tiesto back when he was called DJ Tiesto. I was listening to his trance music. My older brother got me into him. He was a uh, he was probably around like 14 or something. I must have been like maybe like five, six. You got two know. brothers, right? I got two. I got an older brother and a younger brother. Yeah. And my older brother played the saxophone first before me. And he's probably the reason why I started playing my So your older brother saxophone. was the cool older yeah. brother you looked he up was, to? Yep. He was dope. He yeah. was great. Funny dude. And really talented. Really creative. Really artistic. Um, he which was is, working here. Who, my older brother? Yeah, or your cousin, you said. No, my cousin was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, my cousin was. I actually, when I first met my cousin who was managing that artist, I think that was like the second time I've ever like met him, met him. But he was like, yeah, come in. Come into the studio. And he just like um, hooked it up. 
Yeah. How did you? Because I know you're not from Florida, right? No, New How Hampshire. did you get here? Uh, my car. I showed you earlier. Yeah, my, the blue Honda. <laughs> the little blue Honda Civic. Um, I just threw everything in the back of that 2006 blue Honda Civic, and moved here, listening to the Black Keys. Oh shit! Um, which is like such a. I've never. It was a very like. I felt like I was chasing like the American dream, and I've never. I don't feel like patriotic very often, but when I like. I was like 19. I moved here. And I was like, well, this is like… A big fucking this deal. This is a yeah. big deal. And this is like really good. It's like a cornerstone of your mind. That yeah, is like solidified in there. Yeah. 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 And that album really like secured it. Because it feels like a really good like American fucking… Just like style Listening bangers. Like, like Bruce Black- Springsteen and shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. That and the Black Keys. And then a few other… I had a few other albums in the car. I had CDs. I don't even have an aux in that car. But I moved here. I moved in with my grandma who lived in Kissimmee. I worked at a pizza shop making tips. Uno's deep dish. Chicago Ooh, pizza. they're fucking gas sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Keyword being sometimes. Yeah, so I was making a lot of tips. Um, doing that. I was doing like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Those were the busy days in the pizza shops. So I was making tips. So I wanted to work the days that I'd be the busiest. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I was coming here as an intern from… Maybe a year almost. But what made you think, oh, I want to go to Florida? Um, no, no. I That was actually just a happy accident. And you just, my grandma was like, oh, your cousin does music. And I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and, then she, and I was like, oh, actually, this is serious. Um, I moved to Florida because I did a semester. I took a semester off after high school. And then I did a, like four gen ed classes from a community college and I was going to transfer into a state college. What were you, uh, what degree were you pursuing? I there? thought I was going to do some like STEM field stuff, like either some sort of engineering, but I couldn't like figure it out for a while. And I was just like, ah, it didn't feel right. It, didn't, it felt like at that time I was just starting to like pivot and I was like, uh oh, like I'm getting really good at making this, mm. these beats. Like, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, yeah. I think there was a certain point where I was supposed to go back in for college classes again, resume those classes. And then I was like, this is kind of what I want to do second most. Like, I know if I do this, I'll be happy, but I'm not. I, I'll not always be mad. Yeah, I'll be so mad at myself. And the thing is, I feel like, because when you were 19, you moved here. Yeah. When I was 19, I started making music. So it was right when uh, I went to a Kid Cudi concert, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. So that was what fucking cool. moved me. But but at that time though, that's when we're because we're both twenty four now. So we were at that age where it's like, okay, I have time to fuck around, but I also have time to work on a craft that like my parents couldn't do because they had kids so early. You know mm. what I mean? So this was the time like nineteen to twenty four to twenty eight of like I gotta either lock in. And get serious on the craft that I really want to pursue and become a career. Or I'm going to do some other shit. You know what I mean? So this is like the time where our parents are like, chase your fucking dreams. Yeah. Or maybe not even your parents, just in your brain. I mean, for me, it was like that was, I was just thinking like, damn, bro. My mom had me as a youngin. So like she had no, she would have fucking wish I, she could have been doing some, something like that. You know? Yeah. So she, she wanted… Yeah, she wanted you to have everything. Like all our parents yeah. did, you know. Yeah, like because like, I remember when I first it. told her I was doing music, she was like, you got to do that shit. Yeah. Or you got to at least try. Yeah. Because if you don't, then you're going to fucking like, regret it. Like you were gonna, saying. You just, yeah. I couldn't do I couldn't do what I wanted second most. I was like, I want to do more than anything music. Yeah. So I moved here to Florida to live with my grandma. To I just said goodbye to all my friends, my family, school, everything. And I just wanted to have separation from everything. And I just wanted to focus on making music. And then I paid grandma some she I mean, it was rent, but it was like small. She was she was very uh very nice. She was fair price. So uh I was making <laughs> market money. Value. Yeah, yeah, not even. It was like way below market value. <laughs> uh but yeah. Uh That's so cool. I think All right, I, I got a quick question. Yeah, yeah. What is a dream artist couple, if you can, that you could work with? Um besides Nate Sandway. Nate Sandway was From a the big ground one. Up. Once I scratched that one off the list, it's like, fuck, who's next? <laughs> I was like, damn, you can't no, write no, no, down. No, no, no. Uh, I feel like it'd be fun. Anyone who's like really fast at recording. 
I would have a really fun time recording. I feel like the Trippy Reds, the Playboy Cardis, oh, Little Uzi. I'd be like… I'd have the best time ever. Because we would knock out so many songs so quick. Um, that would be fun. That's that's me as a tracking engineer. As a producer, like who would I collaborate with? Like <sighs> if me and you were to make a tape. Like a… Like a BT. tape. Like a, like a Narles Barkley-esque. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. who would you… Who was like, ooh, I want to do that with him. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Ooh, that'd be fucking a gas. <laughs> I had to bring him yeah. back for this one time. <laughs> He's like, you might commit this for the one time. <laughs> yeah, dead or alive. Why like, not? I got you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was good. Oh, fuck. I, I, I don't know. I got a bunch. I you got a name. bunch? I got a fucking bunch. I have no idea. Dude. Let's Frank. hear it. Frank? Frank Ocean? I feel like Mac. I could name hella artists that you Frank, Mac. I would do a Kid Cudi, Kanye. Bruh, if I could do a track with Citizen Cope. Oh shit. Do you know Citizen Cope? I think we I showed him. Might have showed I gotta you. show you, bro. Him, if I could do a track with uh Anderson Pack. Bob Marley. Did I already say that? Bob. Mm-mm. Bob. Bob. If I could do a track with um MF Doom. I don't know how I would compliment his style. I, I feel, feel like, like he would shit on me. I feel like, <laughs> but I, I would do it. You, you're, you're the half of you that raps would like kill it. Yeah, I agree. The um, singing wouldn't go with the the one MF. person. I feel like if I have if I have a song with this person, this would mean the world. This would feel like I achieved so much. RZA, mm. ah, that's, that's a big cool. that's a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. Um. Or any of the Wu-Tang in that. Like Raekwon, bro. If you need yeah. a fucking feature, dog. It's so <laughs> funny. Because these these feel like unattainable things sometimes. They're like, fucking not. They're not. Yeah. The in five day, years, I'll have a song. Yeah, there's, a, there's a dude who came through the other day. He was like, oh, I'm like, I'm Red Man's brother. I'm like, okay, cool. And then sometimes people say things and you're like, uh, that's my know, cousin. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. my cousin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, that ain't your fucking and, cousin, and bro. And he showed me some photos. I was like, oh, shit. Like, they're like… Tight. That's cool. I forgot Fuck. the name of the. Uh, I think it's like the six people theory or some shit. Six degrees of separation. Yeah. Six degrees of separation. I believe That's that. what it is. What is that? It's like, I know Caleb and Caleb knows him and he knows him and he knows Kanye West yeah. and he knows Virgil Abloh. So I, that's how many people I got to go through to get to Virgil. It's about six, right? Six degrees of separation. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. But that's literally how attainable shit is. Like, yeah. there's producers who I know. Who are in touch with some big fucking people, Caleb included. Caleb has you the good thing about working in a place like this is one, a lot of people know about it. And two, you never know who the fuck's gonna come in. Yeah, it's right like fuck it. I say that all the time. It's like, it's like pawn fuck, stars. I was just gonna it's say like pawn that. Stars. I never <laughs> was gonna walk through that door. Yeah, exactly. Um I had someone, Mateo was recording someone, uh, B from the bando was on the phone with Trippy Red. Yeah. No fucking yeah. way. Um I've had someone, this dude, he <laughs> He was in uh, B. I was recording him in B. This was a few years ago. And he was like, yo, my uncle's Young Thug. And I was like, yeah, right. Okay, cool. And then His he's uncle. on FaceTime. And he's like, yo, Thug. And, I, and I, I look at the phone. And it's it's Young Thug on the phone. And they're talking and shit. And I was like, oh, shit. Thug. <laughs> I love Young Thug, bro. I was like, what the heck? What is going on? This How is about crazy. someone you worked with? Isn't three, yo, bro. Free Young Fabo, Thug, Fabo, bro. who, you know, girl, shake that laugh at Taffy. Really? Fabo popped up out of nowhere one day. I had no idea. I was recording him. Like… Until after I recorded him. And I was like, wait a second, <laughs> what? He came in with the way uh, you just looked at me, you were like <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, it blew my mind because I, I really so DJ, you know, uh, I think it's like one oh four five, the beat. Yeah. The radio station. They've got DJ MK and Brit, Brittany something. Bro, I haven't listened when you to said one oh five, I'm like Pipple. <laughs> oh. One oh five. Three oh five. Three oh five. Okay, my bad. It's okay. It's all right. I don't get um, Mr. Three Hundred Five. He's like, yeah, pitbull. Pit they said pickle. Pickle. Like, oh yeah. Like fucking. Yeah, maybe pickles one hundred five. Not that pickle's pretty good. <laughs> that pickles are fire. Any <laughs> fuck any other fucking pickle. Yeah. Fuck a bread and butter pickle. You're weird if you eat those. No, what? Yeah, I don't like those. Those are just absolutely disgusting. I haven't tried the other pickles. <laughs> but anyway, I hate when I go somewhere and they fucking throw a bread and butter pickle. I'm like, bro, now I have to yeah. dis- dispose of the sandwich. But yeah, where were what were you talking about? Oh I don't yeah, know. you were I'm recording. To, I'm to, uh, we're talking about. And oh yeah, 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 Pawn yeah. Stars. Pawn Stars <laughs> was recording. I said 105. Yeah. You said 
What did I say 105 for? 104.5. Oh, 104.5. That's what it was. So yeah, they brought in a bunch of artists to do like DJ drops. Uh, so they'll be like, yeah, this is so and so. You're listening to on the breakfast brunch and yada yada. Yeah. 104.5 basically. Yeah. It's like a little 10 second, like five second little snippet they put on the radio. Just, Just like for them promote, to play to fucking Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he came in and I recorded him and then I was like, he he said it actually. He was like, I'm not actually, I was going <laughs> to imitate him, but he's just so like rambunctious and crazy. It wouldn't even be fucking worth it. But he was like saying, hey, like, hey baby, you know who it is? It's that girl shake that laugh at 10. I'm listening to 104. And I was like, yo, it's that guy who got, it's him. Damn. It's him. And I didn't know it until he said it. Like he, like so he you, repeated it and he said it exactly like that. And I was like. On the radio oh. is when you recognized it? No, oh, no. In, in the room because okay. I was recording him in the other room. And then as soon as he said it, I just clicked. And I was like, oh shit, that's him. Is that like a full circle moment? Yeah, because me and my older brother who got me into like a bunch of different music mm-hmm. used to fucking have a like a mixtape with that song on there. And yeah, That's fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, that was cool. Memphis Bleak is recorded here. It's like wow, Jay-Z's. Wow, I love Jay-Z and Memphis Bleak yeah. songs. Any one of them. Memphis Bleak. Fucking, uh, bro, that's real Joey bars, Badass. Bro. Joey Badass. here too. I wasn't there for that. Um, Bad Bunny recorded as well. I wasn't there for Bad that. Bunny. That was in 2017. Damn, okay. That was yeah. back when he was still on his like, trap shit. I think… That yeah. was back before he turned pop. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Um, Damn, shout out all these people, bro. Shout out Joey, man. Joey, Joey, I need a fucking feature, bro. We will kill some video. shit. Yeah, I DM'd him the other day. I don't I don't think he responded. I was just like, hey, man, I know you've been here before at the studio. I just want to let you know if you're in the area. Just, you're welcome back. 100%. Simple bro, if he like comes, that. just That's be like, up. yo, Rebecca, uh, I need some pictures. I'll be like, I'm <laughs> on the way. Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Nate are coming right now. Yeah, right? <laughs> bro, what? Um, so where do you see yourself in like five years from now? What's your goal uh, with music? Um, Physically, I'm probably, hopefully I'll be here. Right here in the same room. Um, I don't. I feel like I feel very fortunate to be here in this position and to be and to work for this team and this company. Uh, I'm in a unique position where I don't have to worry too much about um, the like the front end stuff. I guess I would say like the the business, the business stuff. Like yeah, like reaching out to people like. Coordinating stuff, putting things in the calendar, sending invoices, all that stuff. I don't, I just, I just start from one session to the next and like, I, I just like take that. it day by day and I don't have yeah. to worry too far. I just focus in on every moment. That's and where you get I lost in like, the shuffle on the other shit. Yeah. Um, it gets hard to focus. 100%. It gets hard to focus. And I'm lucky enough that I get to focus. Um, my team's great. I love my family here. They're great. So I'm just going to, be the best mastering engineer I can be, like, or mixing, tracking, mastering, producing everything. I'm just trying to like push all of that forward, just so I could uh, play my role here. Um, you know, sometimes I pick up some small management stuff here and there, but for the most part, it's I nice got having other, the option to yeah, do that, but not yeah. having the because that, like you were saying, like you like you like you take it day by day, like you do one session from the next. So if you're worried about shit, like, damn, the show coming up in two months. Or it's an like, event. fuck that. I'm here yeah. right now. What are we doing? You know what yeah. I mean? That's good. Yeah. That's good to have that mindset. Um, I was going to say, because I feel that, uh, like, I'm in the other position, though, where I do run my own business. So I'm constantly, like, doing the invoices and the business yeah. aspect and reaching out to the clients and stuff. And it's hard because when you're, like, in this space, you want to just create. Like, you just want to create art. And be in that headspace. But also when you're doing everything on your own, it's like, it takes you away from that a lot. And it's hard to balance it. So, I mean, it's awesome that you're here and you're in this situation and you're fucking killing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. um, It's it's really the team that… Makes it work. This guy, humble guy. It it is. Bro. <laughs> it's fucking raw. But it bro. is. Yeah. I wouldn't be. Bro is nasty. But you see how fast I am because that's yeah. all I do. All that's all I have to do. But I know that's what you mean. Though. It is. It is. It is a big team thing, though, bro. I mean, it's like it's like I always. I don't know if yeah. you watch basketball. Uh, I I don't. But Damn. sports, you know. <laughs> but bro, I mean, it's like a team. Like people are like, oh, this guy's the best guy ever because he won so many championships. It's like unless it's fucking tennis or golf, yeah. they had a great yeah. team. Yeah. You know. Yeah. 
And they worked well. They worked well. Like, they these, all were seamless. You can have like all superstars, but if they don't have like their the so, synergy, it won't work or the chemistry. Um, did you have any like growing pains when she got here, like dealing with clients or people that previously worked here? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I feel like it took me a while. I was always like I felt like socially slow when I was living in the north at home. Like I always felt like a step behind people. Um, in what aspect? Just like missing cues and stuff. Mm. And just like some shyness and awkwardness kind of like… Me. Came through. I feel that a lot. A lot. And it just like… When I moved here… Some like the… the even the in the smallest ways… The slight shift in culture… Made me even feel more like an outsider. So I closed off a lot. And I got to you know focus more on music and stuff. But like when I came here into the studio… I had to meet new people every day. And kind you get of good at that. Yeah, quick. You, you have to. You have to. It took me a while. I'm a lot better now than I was before. Um, it, it's very much a social thing, you know. It would be one thing if I'm just mixing and mastering stuff, and people are sending things, you know, from out of city. And I never meet them, and I just work on it on my own time. But I'm like recording them right there in person. So you realize like that's that's a that's a person that has a story mm-hmm. and comes from somewhere. So you talk to them and you try to like. Understand, like, yeah, it's where they like come seeing from. Somebody from social media, it's like it's different when somebody's right in front of you. Yeah, totally different energy. Yeah, and you, uh, I've learned to just like you know connect, and to turn that like social bond into like the. It's usually like the missing link that 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 helps finish off projects and put like the last touches on the things because I know like who they listen to growing up because I asked them or like what genre or whatever or like. What their what their parents listen to or something like that things that small details like that, um, but yeah, sometimes I mean sometimes sessions turn into like therapy. I'm in yeah. a unique position where because of the art, um, like the toughest dudes from like the toughest streets will open up and just talk about their feelings on their songs, and they might tell me stuff that their best friends not, might not even know. Yeah, just 100%. because of of yeah to explain a bar. The, yeah, the bar. Yeah, because you you just you use it as your vessel, and it's their therapy, and and I don't know, it's 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 a unique position to be in. I, I get to hear a lot from a lot of different people, and you learn things about how the, how people work in general, and you start to get better at the social part. But the biggest thing was like figuring out how to, I guess, really just make friends. Mm. <laughs> is what it is at yeah. the end of the day. It's just like it's true, you know. I t- to this day I have trouble making eye contact with people, but I gotta like you know look them in the eyes, talk to them like, hey, how was your day? How are you doing? How are the kids? Yeah, yeah, blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then we, oh, last time we we're talking about this, and then we like, I know what they listen to, so I can start playing some of their music, and we talk about what what's been exciting us recently, creatively, whether it's like music or just like movies or something like that. You watch that new Avatar? I did not. What? Did you watch the first one? No, I did watch the first one in like sixth grade. What do you think it was? Gas? I thought it was cool. You got Disney I, Plus? I, yeah. Rewatch I, it. I can, I can rewatch it. Rewatch it. And yeah. then watch the new one. Bro. The new one's crazy. Crazy. Cool. It's amazing. I love the I love the park at Animal Kingdom. Never been. Never been? I've Never been, been. Bro, you know what's crazy? I went on my… I know. I'm lame. I went on my senior trip. Because I lived in Jersey. And I went on my senior trip to Disney. And we waited five hours in that Avatar line. That's the only ride I got to go on in I, I, Animal Kingdom. On a senior Kingdom. trip? Yeah. Only on that part because we were go- like park hopping. Oh. Oh. But each day, like a different, or was it just a one day? We thing? had two on that day. Yeah. So the morning we went there like super early, yeah. the line was already out of the whole but like waiting area. Or something? Just opened, probably. Yeah. That's why. But it's because all the all the classes go there at the same time yeah. of the year. And so. then at, at that time, I think honestly, I think that was. And it's to this day, it's still the best ride at Animal Kingdom. Yo, for real. I wish I like brought like weed or like an edible before <laughs> I got on the ride because it was beautiful. <laughs> Say it, Rebecca. Weed. Weed. <laughs> I think it's really dope that you're in this position because you get to see like another side of people that nobody sees. And you're kind of like, like you said, like a therapist or like a doctor, not only with their music, but like they're here in a room with you. It gets personal. Yeah, like yeah. always. That's super dope, though. It is. Um, it, it's it's allowed me to grow a lot because you can kind of. I'm really good at like. I try to learn 
not just from my own mistakes, but from other people's mistakes yeah. and their successes. So like, I'll talk to someone for long enough where like, they may not try to like preach or anything or teach me a lesson, but I'll, I'll pull, I'll pull something from like, from everyone. Yeah. Like, I'll learn a little something bit of that something. You know, and then that, you could, everybody can teach can everybody it. something. So yeah. it, it's, it is a unique uh, position to be in. And it, it does like so many great benefits. And also just like, Establishing relationships with a bunch of people and then introducing other people to other people and connecting yeah. dots. That alone is like awesome. You did do that for me. I appreciate you for that, by the way. Oh, yeah. Key Richie. Some... You did the album yeah. for Key Richie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out Key Richie. You already know. Hell yeah. But um, have you dealt with any clients that were pl- problematic, like with you or the studio in general or other people here? Yeah, like th- like three. I've worked with probably, I've counted. I think I'm I'm somewhere between. 600 or 700 artists. I've worked with like somewhere around Damn. that many artists. That's like And good, I think uh... it's been like two or three artists that just had problems. And it wasn't like they just were problematic people. And that just happens sometimes. And you just got to be like, damn, like, okay, I just got to like stare at this guy until he's done like making a scene <laughs> and just be like, hey, man. Could you? Uh... Could, could we? Like, I, I know you're upset and I don't want you to be. And we're a respectful business. So what we're going to do is we're just going to like communicate until we get on the same page so we can get to like a compromise. But I need you to take it down a little bit. Like I need That was you to chill like out, a perfect you know? way. I feel like you would be like a therapist. Like just lay on it the happens. couch. Yeah, it happens sometimes. <laughs> just chill. But Tell me what's, what's going on. You got you to gotta talk them through it. And just like… What was the reasoning they were so upset? Yeah, what, what I happened? Don't, I, I can't even… Just certain people are just… You know what it is? Certain people are… Just kind of ready to explode sometimes. Like they're just looking for like a reason. Tempered. Yeah, they they just look for a reason because that's their outlet instead of having something yeah. healthier. And um, you know, just because someone has like a reason to act up doesn't mean they should. And then sometimes you have to like be like, "Yo, sorry, but things happen," and you just kind of like navigate that that whole social interaction. That's another great um, social lesson is like taking care of situations like that. Uh, but for the most part, nah, people are good. I, I don't think. Yeah, it's just like their own. It's always their own problem. Yeah. Well, out of that many people and only having like three bad conferences. Yeah. I feel like that's a good number. That's really I good. I remember that's all their names. It's a great too. KDR. <laughs> you know um, that is Hebeck? Kill death ratio. Yeah. Hebeck. Yeah, I totally knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you played video games. She's a gamer girl. I was. Now what do you I'm like, play? Fortnite? GTA. I play, I've been playing so much GTA, Fortnite, Fortnite Call of Duty. Those I'm were my three nice go-tos. You be playing the no-build mode? I do be playing the no-build Fuck no building. Yeah, you're you're play. pussy if you play yeah. building. Bro, because <laughs> I get home, bro, and I'm fucking tired. I just want to chill. Yeah. And then I get these fucking nine-year-olds. That just… Bro, I level, can only imagine level, the sound of their hands just bruh, like building. Level like 300 with the flyer little emoji on them because they're fucking raw. Or you see like the sensitivity on like people's TVs when uh, they play. And yep. it's like mad crazy. Like I begin a headache. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Rebecca's fucking raw at GTA. I'll give her that. I re- I, yeah, GTA it's been a while. Five? What do we… Wait, you still play… Wait, how long did that… They had the, the six isn't out yet. Man, they've been like… It's the same one. What do you do in that game? Us. What do you, she, bro, she'd be playing online. You Just, never played GTA? Are there modes? I've never played like the… Okay, the, let me I played you. Vice City. I played San Andreas. I'll put you on. Oh, I you're never missing played, out, bro. I never played the older ones. Oh, uh, see, the older… I played all of them. Yeah, but I didn't have a like a PS3 or whatever or a little when I was younger. I had a Wii. I had older brothers. A uh, Wii yeah, Resort? Yeah. Come on now. Wii Resort. A little sword game. But anyways, GTA Five hard… Uh, there's a bunch Art. of <laughs> there's Art. a bunch of like cool mini games like not only I like playing online uh, I never finished uh, the like story Franklin's mode. and yeah those all of those stories story modes some of them like there was a clown like mission that really freaked me out and that like stopped me and I was like I'm never oh, freaking doing this oh the one where these. he takes the drugs yeah He's, like, you know oh. the sign where people are outside and it's like changed my mind or whatever yeah. yeah it was like that like in the middle of a park and and then when you you have to talk to the guy and then you take these drugs or whatever yeah. it makes you trip and then you all of a sudden weed or you smoke yeah. some shit i don't know if it's weed there it's was like, like some aliens and then there was a clown hey, one and i was like ugh, not fucking with this but anyways i like that uh mission. on online you can start a bunch of mini games you could do like races with like cars or airplanes oh. you could do team deathmatch there's this one uh, thing, me and my best friend, Kristen. Shout out, Kristen. That's my sister. 
Um, and Cam. Yeah, shout out Chris and Cam. But uh, what was I going to say? We play this, uh, I forget what it's called. It's not uh, Juggernaut. It's like a Sloshers. That's like they have different series. Mm. Basically, you're on team. It's like a team death match. But there's these little icons. Like, you know how in Mario you can run over like flower power or whatever? There's these little icons everywhere. All different things. Like there's one that turns you into a wolf and you can attack people for a certain amount of time. And and, and Bro, GTA, GTA listen, online is listen. deep. There's this, they there's, have this other one I'm going to tell you about when she's done. Yeah, there's this... Uh, I'm going to tell you about the different ones because it's so cool. There's one where you go on top of it, right? The other team all gets like the high effects like on GTA that you can get high and drunk. Oh, And, and it makes them super slow. Yeah. And then it makes your screen like way faster. So if they shoot at you, you can dodge that bitch really quick because yours isn't Yo, slow mo. That's like hot, hot stuff. You guys ever play? Or was it nah. hot, super hot? Uh, you ever play nah. super hot? No, nah. I think my brother had it. Super hot's like for the Oculus or for the virtual reality. Oh, I never yeah. tried it. You put it on, and you're like in a room, and you're in a simulation. There's like people around you trying to kill you. Oh, and that's scary. Oh, that's you, the the you, solid colored people, right? Yeah, yeah I've people. tried it. If it's super cool mechanics, because it's like if you don't you move, time out. time is frozen. So mm-hmm. like bullets are like you can see where bullets are coming. You're like okay, I got like four bullets coming at me. I got like a guy coming, behind. and then you like as you move, time starts moving, and then you gotta like dodge the bullets. It's like Matrix. Pick up the knife, <laughs> throw the knife, kill the guy. Yeah, oh, it's Damn, so great. It's badass. We were talking about uh sick GTA shit, GTA, and then um, yeah, we gotta stuff. play one day. What do you Yo, have? But GTA is raw, bro. Um, your PS4 I, guy? I, no, I don't have. I had there's an Xbox that is some like I borrow my roommate's Xbox. Word. Okay, and, cool. Um, I have a Nintendo Switch, which is kind of maxed out right now with space, so I can't even like download new games. I gotta like get a. You play Fortnite on the Switch? I play. I played Fortnite. I can't anymore because the newest update is too big, and now I I don't doing that. Yeah, so I play on my friend's Xbox. I play Fortnite on that. Um, I think he might have GTA. I'll I'll see what's up. The biggest. So there's this really cool one. I think it's only available on PC though, just because it's so fucking crazy. Babe, remember when I was showing you the videos of the guys and they were playing like cops and robbers, basically like. This guy who's a streamer, he's playing a bad guy and he was like robbing a bank or some shit and he had like the C4 on him and he's literally talking like because it's close proximity chat. So if you're standing next to somebody, they can hear you. So he's like <laughs> holding the C4, holding up this gas station. This guy is the gas station clerk and he's talking to this guy. He's like, yo, let me get a three pack of Marlboro Reds. Let me get a fucking, let me get some Henny. I'm finna go foot my bitch. Like yada, yada, was yada. Is this on GTA? On GTA. This is what? all a fucking video game. And he's like, Give me the fucking money. So he's like sticking up the joint. And this guy's like, yo, bro, I don't want any problems. I'm just a gas station dude. Yada, yada. Boom. Blast his fucking head off. Guy has C4. All these cops flood in. And these are all people playing the game. They're playing the position the of the cops. <laughs> the funny. gas station clerk. Like these are the fucking. It's like a role <laughs> playing simulator, what, bro. It's how you get to that. It's kind of crazy. I, don't, it's, I think you can only do it on PC. But it's fucking hilarious watching these people do this. Because, yeah. bro, they're literally like. There's EMTs. You fucking die. They come revive you. It's so fucking crazy. Can you imagine just like participating in that and your job is just like, oh yeah, like I just… I'm the gas sell, station I player. sell virtual <laughs> Snickers. Bruh. It's so fun. Like you gotta watch. It's just virtual… Uh, what is it called? Uh, GTA. I think it's like Police Simulator. Or I want to like try that. That, that sounds it's, fun. Remember th- I was showing you the dude I know you that? did. That um, dude is funny as That reminds fuck. me of Roblox. Have you ever played Roblox? I haven't. I've played Roblox and I haven't played Minecraft. I've played Minecraft. I've played Minecraft, Minecraft, but yeah, I feel like it's just way harder. The controls and it's like Roblox it's more is annoying. Um, there's just a lot of fun like mini, mini games. games. Yeah. When I was younger, me and Kristen again, we would play like all kinds of games. And there was this one game called Apocalypse Rising, <laughs> and basically it's like Marriage. a survival game. Zombie. Yeah, zombie. there's zombies in it, and there's also sorry, there's also other people. And you can like make teams and build bases and shit and build cars to like ride around. It's like so lit. Um, but there's like a lot of hackers on it too. Yeah. Fuck a hacker, bro. Yeah. How about uh, Happy Wheels? Have you guys played that? <laughs> I haven't played that in <laughs> I've years. I've watched it before. But bro, I mean like for him and I, what was Clem the first COD you played? Modern Warfare 2? No, I, I was late. I was like two after that. I think it was Black, Black Ops. Or Black Ops 1. Black Ops 1. With the zombies? Yeah, I think w- w- one World, was one World was at one. War was the first zombie, and then Black yeah, Ops. Exactly, that was one with Kino, Kino Dutote. No, that that was Black Ops. That one had Kino. That was the one that you played. The, uh, 
Yes, that was the first one I got me into. Yeah, that was one of them. Uh, zombies freak yeah. me out. Like in video I think, games. Wait, the, the game mode or just like zombies in, in general? Because the game Bro, mode for Call of Duty is like <laughs> the best shit. So much fun. Bro, shout out Quick Revive and Jug. Dude. All I need. Pack a pun- <laughs> I remember Pack-A-Punching all these different crazy… Tr- oh yeah. my god. Such a good time. And you just keep going round Bro. after round. What's the, what's the farthest? And Kino, I think Y'all I went like… pretty far. Mm, you probably beat me. No, I think I, I didn't do two. I think like 25 solo. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to say a buddy, a couple of buddies of mine… Well, one, my favorite map was Doris on Black Ops 1. I had the DLC. Uh, and then Ascension. Shout out that Mac Miller song, Ascension. Yeah. Shout out Spooky, bro. Right, rest in peace, bro. R.I.P. Spooky. That's literally the best fucking song on, on Good AM. But I think like 36 on Kino. I had a bunch of friends who were sweats. That's why, bro. I kept getting down and shit. Like I was never. I remember y'all playing that, and you you had that little glitch where you would stand on somewhere. the dogs. Yeah, you know something on the yeah, stairs, yeah. and then they, they can't like <laughs> they can't like right you. there. But they just like, stand there. They're like, <laughs> but uh, what was I gonna say? Then I remember on Doris, bro. I got to like forty, so I almost got to fifty. It's like forty-eight. See, or that just stresses me out. I get the thing f- is, is once you get to a level that high, you're playing for like four fucking hours. Yeah, like it's so long. You're like crazy. You, if you get to around like twenty-five, that's like two hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't, and you don't even do. It's kind of not fun because then it's just like, it's like, yeah, you have to like wait for the round. Like it's like, damn, when is when are these zombies gonna all uh, be and you dead can't even so really kill them because the bullets are so fucking weak. All you yeah. have to have is like a thunder gun. You know what um, I mean? So besides like video games, <laughs> besides video games yeah. <laughs> and music, what else is like another hobby of yours that uh, is like a big part of your life? Bow staff. I'd just be swinging sticks around fucking. How long have you been uh, doing Taekwondo and training with bow? Um, I think I started Taekwondo fifth grade and I went until like eighth grade. And then just ever since I was a kid, me and my older brothers and my little brother would um, just play with lightsabers. And it's basically the same mechanics. I mean, post staff's a little bit. It's the double-sided lightsaber. but Like Darth Maul? Darth Maul. I totally… Yeah. Book, yeah. Yeah. I totally forgot that you did Taekwondo. I feel like I always forget. And then that one time I walked out, you were like, <sighs> Yeah. And I was like, it's damn, a, you do you you practice bow staff? I do. Because I it's, used to do that it, too. I just like, you know, smoke some green, go out there, five okay, out. Feel like an airbender. Yeah, it's really, it's <laughs> really so what I get. Cause I was influenced definitely by like Avatar, Star Wars. Um there was this video game called I Ninja for GameCube. And MPS2 actually. It sounds familiar. I Ninja. I think I've seen that maybe. Dope music. It was like breakbeat music. It was really cool. But um, yeah. I was just like super into martial arts always. And I did a little bit of Taekwondo. Always did soccer. So like… What position? uh, Mostly midfielder. I'm really good at like moving the ball around. I can't really like… I scored a few nice goals in my day. But like… I'd rather give it to someone else to score. Like I'll just do a bunch of work to steal it. Get it. Move it. Or like… Make some sort of shift or like feed someone, but I, I don't like finish. That's the kind of guy. Same kind of guy you are. I yeah. feel like yeah, guy. Yeah, because like guy. set it up. Um, same like you. I did taekwondo like my whole life, but I would do soccer here and there, and I was also like a midfielder. But yeah. I feel like I was just I was good at being aggressive because sparring was like my favorite thing. Yeah, I like I definitely to this day. I I mean I go on Saturdays now to XL soccer. I was just on uh, Lee Road. It's like six minutes from here. Do you go to a Taekwondo school? I don't. Right now, right now. No, I haven't gone since like a… Bro, a, let's go. Yeah? He went to, I went to one with her. I'm yeah. fucking raw, bro. Let's right? fucking go, my bro. Left, my left foot's a little weak, but… Yes. More, he, so like you would hips. be a good uh, like a kickboxer. Yeah, I could… Bro, I used to get… I used to get you're good at fights. punching though. Because I used to… Bro, when I played basketball, dude. Basketball… When you're a white kid playing basketball, I'm Puerto Rican, but when you're a white kid playing basketball, bro, they be fucking with you, bro. So I got in a bunch of fights just because people talking soft ass bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, then you're like, fuck, I can't let them talk to I'm me like, like that. I gotta do I'm something. Like, I'm like, I might have not, I might have not won, but I definitely didn't get my ass beat. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never gotten into a fight ever. Really? Same. Yeah. In New Hampshire, I think like, I think my whole high school career, there's like, each year there's like thousands of students. Between all like the four grades, I think there was probably out of my four years, I was there maybe like four or five fights, and 
Damn. I think I only saw like one of them and it was like a split second thing. It's good though to do that, bro. Because honestly, I regret a lot of the… Because bro, like once you get in that position, it's like… Why are we doing this? Because then you get up after and then it's like… What the fuck? You know, the other thing is like… I'm pretty short. Like no one really looks at me and go like… Yeah, let me beat this little guy up. You know? How much you weigh? Oh, like a hundred… Not even 130. Like 120. What? It's not bad. Yeah. I Yeah. You no, so gym? I don't really like… I do. Um… I was yeah. like, you're in shape, but for sure. Yeah. And I feel like if I were to get into a fight, I think I'd be underestimated, which, you know, would give me an advantage. You want it like that, though. Yeah, it would give me an advantage for a small window of time. If I were to get in a fight with anyone, I'd have to three get, seconds. Like, I'd have like three or four seconds to like get the upper hand and then maintain it for <laughs> maybe another 10 to 15. The thing fights is, fights aren't that long. Fights I was are, just going to say that. Yeah. Every fight yeah. I've been in is like eight seconds. Yeah. Have you so, ever competed? Seconds. With both staff? Uh, yeah. There was this one time I went to a tournament and uh, I signed up for the for the uh, I forget what it's called, but it was like you have to do like forms. a form. Yeah. You have to do what's it called? Weapon forms. Kata's? Yeah, weapon form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And I had to do like a routine with the bow staff, and I didn't make like I didn't they they called my name and I was like oh shit like I was supposed to do something for this but I just like made it up on the spot and they're like that was great no was first place what good shit no way. Um, it was cool. I just made it up and just jump in the air. You didn't learn like forms? Just like flashy stuff. The one thing I don't do that I saw a lot is certain people who who work with the bow staff will like spin it a lot and then like throw it up in the air, do a spin, kick, catch it. All that shit is like, I don't know. They got the holographic bow staff. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. The fucking… Yeah. yeah. Um, The nunchucks. Yeah. People were so flashy. I, I think the throwing to me is like… You should like you shouldn't leave the weapon. The weapon should always like be especially a part of you. if it's like yeah. If you're in combat, like a sword. <laughs> if you just, I mean, it's, it becomes more acrobatic at yeah. that yeah. point, and um, it's cool. Like it's cool to like show that off, but I don't know. It's unrealistic. Unrealistic. Yeah. Like for, one with the bow staff. Yeah. I used to uh, when I like first started uh, when I was like yeah way younger. I used to do a lot of bow staff, but it, I feel like sparring was just like I was placing and sparring. Performs. I was not the type to like go slow movements and like I I like you know what a key up is right mm-hmm. when you like yell and kick and shit oh. yeah uh, go ahead I I hated doing that when I was younger I was so shy and I didn't like like I was just uh, like not confident with it now I could like fucking yell I don't give a fuck but in forums you got to yell at certain places to show yeah. power and one time i did like you know when you take it and you go to the ground and like hit it that shit broke when you i was the, in, tor- wait, the in the tournament yeah oh, damn no. she's slow. Yeah. they were like they're like minus 5 <laughs> minus 5 i w- i was so upset one time cuz it was like me and four girls and you know how it's, it's like first, second, third. Yeah. and i was the only one that didn't get called when i cuz forums were never my thing though you know what I mean? Yeah. But I was so upset. I was like, fuck this. It's a routine. I'm about to, I'm about to, and I, and then I got a grand champion in sparring. So I was like, yeah, that's I'm what, happy. That's like, yeah. 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 I had a lot of Taekwondo trophies. I had too many. I ended up throwing a, those were the like I had a bunch from soccer and track in middle school, just for whatever when I was doing those sports. And then I had so much from Taekwondo, I just had to like, let me just throw all these trophies away because they're all just plastic. Yeah. And I they're just collecting dust. Yeah. yeah. I still have some of mine for from real. Taekwondo because I used to do Taekwondo too, but I was nowhere as decorated. Let's all go back. I went. Go. I went with you. I told you I had a I good ass time. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I would go back to Taekwondo because I after really? Taekwondo, I did wrestling. Yeah. And wrestling is like totally different. It's so it's fighting, but you can't strike them. Mm-hmm. Did you but like it better? It's controlled fight. I liked it because it was, you were really trying to uh, physically. Be superior to someone else without like much concern for their well being, and mm-hmm. it's very intense. It's very serious. Um, it's more accurate too in like real life. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was just gonna say because we were talking about fighting. So, Every single fight I ever been in has ended with either I'm getting ground. fucking dropped or somebody else. Or I'm dropping somebody else. Do you ever fight on the ground or no? Not like I mean, the, literally like every fight I ever been in, it's, it's either like you get in, you get if you get on the ground, you're just getting in a headlock. No one's pulling out like a fucking, I would, like a fucking arm bar. No, so what do you yeah, do? You do would, tap three times and y'all are like, all right, yeah. Peace, and then the I'm thing is, is like it would be like basketball, so we would just get back up and keep hooping. <laughs> um, 
I feel like uh, growing up, like doing martial arts, you learn like how to like be at peace. Like as mm, corny yeah. as it may sound to people, like you learn discipline, discipline and respect, and like that it's it's only like it's not worth your time to just worst fight case with scenario. Somebody. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a yeah. it's like a back pocket move. It mm-hmm. makes us very zen. <laughs> That's, yeah. good, that's a good point. Yeah. But wrestling, wrestling was so intense. People were menaces, bro. Like they were like just not good people who were amazing wrestlers. And they weren't they were amazing wrestlers because they, they weren't good they people. They didn't care. Like they were just like getting to these like fucking they were they were like oxes, just like would they like this, stink? Because like, I know people used to not shower when they uh Oh no, everyone for- everyone showered a lot on the wrestling <laughs> actually because if you didn't you'd get like ringworm, impetigo, uh staph infection, MRSA, this really Oof. bad like um skin diseases. So re- every wrestler was really clean. Um obviously like the end of wrestling practice you stink really bad, but like most most of the team would, you know, shower after just so you wouldn't get like infected because yeah. it was it was there was like you know how like when you play part of the team, certain people get injured and be like, oh, this guy's out for a bit. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this dude's got ringworm. We're not going to see him for like a week and a half, two weeks. Yeah. And he's and then when he comes back, he's got to get back into shape. He's got to get ready again. Yeah. And it's not fucking worth it. So everyone actually was really hygienic. Um, um, football, I feel like, is worse because their pads stink. Oh, yeah. Their pads are really bad. Dude, or like playing soccer. football, that was the nastiest shit. Especially in Florida and it fucking rains and all you're doing is drills Ew. and hitting. You're just… That's perfect. Eating shit, eating for bacteria. the fucking grass. Whole fucking face mask has yeah. grass spots in it. Your pads yeah. are shit. See, yeah. wrestlers, we we mop the mats before and after See, every practice, good. and then meets too. So it's like we're good. I feel like for basketball because I played. That's what I played majority when I was a younger. I played football up until like high school, but then uh, basketball is where I was really good at, and especially after like in high school and after, I still play basketball, but um. It's it's all different though. Like, I, I, somebody like Caleb is somebody that I would like. Let's say I have somebody who's like an absolute bucket, but somebody like you is somebody like me because like I'd rather. People always ask you like, "Oh, what would you rather do? Uh, like a highlight dunk or like a highlight assist?" And I'm like, "Bro, a highlight assist because it's like you can't fuck with me if I'm passing the ball like that." You know what I mean? I'm act like I totally understand what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. like the a, setup, like a clean pass is yeah. fucking gorgeous to watch. It's like uh, it's like mastering, bro. It's like the last step. Mastering isn't like as much as mixing, um, and it's just like it's literally like it's the most important thing. Cause it's the last thing that counts, you know. Yeah. Like scoring goals, getting hoops. That's the only thing that matters is like getting points up. Yeah, and to a degree, I guess defense. But like, um, yeah, as as someone who liked midfield in soccer. You probably like to assist in basketball. Yeah, I just, I just try to turn the tide. Like mm-hmm. I'll support defense, take the ball, it's like shift the momentum, set it up. Yeah, yeah, shift yeah. the momentum and set up the play and have yeah. the vision to see like what the move is. And then the thing is, is you're also outsmarting people. You're like, you think I'm going here, and then I, I do that so much, bro. You so see what much. I mean? It's yeah, like, it's like you literally like I'm fucking better than you. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just that simple. Like, they fall for something and they're lunging and they're like looking at you and you're like. Go the other way, just fucking like. I love that outsmarted. Shit. Yeah, uh, I do that in soccer. I do that in wrestling. I do that in everything. So you would get back into wrestling. I'd get back into wrestling because because of the intensity. Taekwondo is too chill. Mm. Uh, how I like about the MMA because it's kind of like a MMA. MMA is just too dangerous. So uh, dangerous. It's it's. Um, I don't want to work with people and have to explain like, oh, my black eyes because I just like to beat people up. Yeah. For, yeah. You know. I feel like I would do kickboxing. Kickboxing would be fun. Yeah. yeah. The only thing is you get fucked up. It's like MMA. Well, it's like everything has its pros and cons, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you get shin splints now. <sighs> Go to bad, MMA. Just, I, get, I used to get really bad shin splints. I was going to say, because when kicking. I was playing a lot of basketball, I'm like 5'11". Um, and when I was playing a lot of basketball, like thin, super fit. I was like 150, 155. Probably like 160 when I turned like 20 and started going to the gym a lot. Now I'm like 175. Bro, your knees are trash. Your whole shin splints are fucked. You know what I mean? I get so much more fatigued. You know what I mean? Like for playing basketball. I play basketball for like five hours. I can't do anything the rest of the day. You Mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I've been been actually pretty good. I think bow staff is kind of what like kickstart me to like get physically active for a bit, I was like kind of just on my ass. Yeah. 
I didn't feel like I had the free time. And mm-hmm. now I like make the time to make it happen. But yeah. the, really what happened was I went to the backyard of the studio and I saw a really straight piece of bamboo. And I was like, yo, that piece of bamboo is like really fucking straight. Like I could, I could cut that down and that would be a dope bow staff. And I was right. And it, like something about the ratio size of it, I've cut like probably another 10 bamboo sticks. Nothing feels as good as that first one that I cut. It's like a three to two ratio. It's asymmetric. It's like, it's weird, but like the way I hold it is like pretty unique. And it's, it, it wasn't like physically demanding, but it, it helped me with my physical fitness. It helped me like, helped me with my mobility in a way that like, I don't know. Like it's it, almost like a unconventional way. Yeah. They, it yeah. was the traditional way. No, I'm of saying like, they, of like, Working out, yeah. working yeah. the muscles out instead of like taking like yeah. pumping iron and That's going super straight. Cool, though. I was doing a lot of like rotation, so like my forearms got to like start getting like Defined. jacked up. Yeah, That's and nice. um, my joints started like and because I was like doing kicks and jumps and like flying around. That's and stuff cool. Like, that, like a ninja. They used to teach us to rub them on your shins and like your bones. Yeah, because it it like. Breaks your bone marrow like a little by little and makes yeah. you stronger and tougher. Yeah. It's just like muscles sticks. work. You want to break the muscles a little bit and yeah. they come back a little stronger. You want to tear them to build them up. The yeah. yeah. So my, I have good joints now just because of… I'm pretty sure Taekwondo. You have good ass posture. Yeah. You my posture, like my this. posture is fucking… Tra- I'm like… Yeah. That's because of that stuff. Yeah. I'll hold the stick and I'll like… Oh I love doing that stretch. And then once I once you do that, and then you like hold that for a minute, and then you stop. It's just like oh, this is this so is much natural. more nice. Do you yeah. like do you like the circles like around? Yeah, I, I want to do I want to do like kettlebell weights and stuff like that with rotation or like those club swinging things. I feel like that would be like the next step up because bamboo is like really light. I want to like something a little heavier just to like True. turn it up a notch. Yeah, are we recording still? I hope so. <laughs> okay, sick. <laughs> I think we are. That doesn't determine the, the uh, monitor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's a whole different. That's like, called battery. the monitor. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. Well, I had a great day with two of my great friends. Great go. music. Great conversation. Here at Studio yeah. Eighteen. Plug yourself. Nate Sandway everywhere. It's me. I'd be doing music shit. Caleb be our executive do. producing a lot of shit too. He'd be seeing the vision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Caleb Nathan. Mastering Engineer Studio 18. I do production, recording, mixing, mastering. Uh, also part-time ninja, post staff. Boom. Uh, Sir. Soccer player. Saxophone player. That's about it. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, go listen to their music and their beats. If you need help with making music or mixing or anything, you already know where to come. Slide through. Uh, yeah, so Nate Samway, Caleb, Nathan. Thank Love you, you guys. Bye. See you guys. <laughs>